Welcome everybody to the Carry On Podcast, focusing on connective conversations, the different ways that we can connect in our lives as we keep calm, carry on, and sometimes lose our shit. Hey, welcome to episode three of the Carry On Podcast. I am fully aware I'm a week behind, but I've been traveling and then I had my niece and nephew and some more family come into town and so I have just been enjoying life and it's been fantastic. I have also been trying to round up different guests that I want to have on here and I have been trying to figure out who to have on first. I've had lots of people volunteer. I have lots of people that I am anxious to have on here but I thought that it would be a good idea Or possibly this could be a really dumb idea to have my husband on first. Oh, thanks, babe. (laughs) So, for the first guest on the podcast, I am going to have my husband come on. He does not know any of the questions. He doesn't know what's coming. He's just here with a big cheesy-ass grin, and he's being supportive. So, yeah, here we go. Um... Brian, I want to ask you why, first of all, do you support me in doing a podcast? And if so, why? Well, hello, everybody. I am Brian, uh, Carrie's husband, for those of you that don't know me. Um, I do support your podcast uh, ambitions. I think the goal behind your podcast is is very uplifting and, and positive for a lot of not just women, but maybe couples or hell, even men that might need to hear some of the things that you have to say about it. Just uh, so I think that that message that you're trying to get out is a good thing for people to hear. So. Do you have any reservations or concerns about me doing a podcast? My only concern is that it'll get to a point that it will be more work than it will be pleasure or um, I'm not sure what the word but fun it'll be well just be more work than anything and you'll have more time to put into it and it'll have to be more consistent and then that'll take away from time that we get to spend together Mm. I hope not because I hope I can have you come on here more and that we can have like my whole point of this is to be able to have conversations with people And I don't know that, I mean, I like to talk and I like people and I think most people like me. So I don't think it'll be hard to have conversations with people. In fact, there's probably been in the last like two to three weeks, I've been having conversations with people and I want to just like, I'm going to start carrying my microphone with me when I go places because like I'll be getting my lashes done and I just want to be like, I'm just going to plug the mic in and we're just going to keep talking because that's what. I want to create is just real conversations and I have pretty cool conversations with people so I'm hoping it gets to be more like that where I'll just be having a conversation with one of the yoga instructors after class and it is this awesome podcast I think that the minute you pull a microphone out the other person will change I think for you it'll be normal or so I need to hide a microphone and then have them consent to me posting it Yes, and... Just be prepared, people. If I yeah. start asking a lot of questions, I'm probably recording the conversation. I don't know. 
I think having guests, I think having the message that you're trying to put out there is what's important. Uh, like I said, my only concern would be that you get too, it becomes too involved. Mm. And it, like a job. More like a job than just something. Well, hopefully at that point I can get paid for it and then it'll hopefully. be good. Yeah. And if not, it's, yeah. Then we'll it see. is what it is, right? Yeah. Um, so on my Instagram a couple weeks ago, I asked people if they could ask people one question, what would they ask them? And some people had a lot of questions. A couple of them were similar, which I was really, I mean, I enjoyed because I like those ones. Um, and I feel like those are the important ones to ask if more people are curious about it. But at the end of this podcast, when I interview people, I want to have like a set of set questions that I ask everyone who comes on. And I mean, I'm only three weeks into this, so I'm still trying to figure out what some of those questions will be. Um, but for now, I'm just going to ask you some questions that people asked that they want to know about other people. Oh, nice. Super awesome. Huh? Excited. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how this goes. I don't know the answer to some of these, and hopefully they'll spark bigger conversations between us that you guys all get to listen to and be a part of. So you're welcome, or I'm sorry, I'm not sure yet. <laughs> the first one's easy. It says, what type of music do you listen to? And this person who asked this says, this is all you need to know about a person. If you know what type of music they listen to, that's all you need to know. I don't think that I listen to a type of music. I don't think I listen to a lot of types of music. Okay, so what's on your playlist? Which one? What do you normally listen to? I normally listen to island music, reggae, country, rock. Just a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. I'm not a... Do you have a different, like, if you're in, like, a workout, if you're going to work out, what do you listen to? Usually rock. If you're wanting to get in the mood for a little something, something, what do you listen to? Usually meditation. If you're just driving down the road, what do you listen to? Usually reggae. If you're... I don't know. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Honestly, I think that people... Like, is yours just a shuffle of whatever? Yeah, I don't know anybody. So if you were going to go to a type of concert, like, what would you... No, like, there's totally people who, like, are diehard rap, and that's all they listen to. They'll listen to other music, but they don't, like, download it or go to their concerts. Like, if it was back in the day and you still had to pay for music, like, we still pay oh. for music. We're not pirating everything. But, like, if you couldn't just jump on Apple or Spotify and download whatever you wanted, you had to actually go to the store and buy it what, or listen to it on the radio, what would you pay for? Because right now it's easy to just be like, oh, I like a little of everything that's because it's free. That, that's I don't think that I don't think that analogy of you could know somebody just by what music they listen to works anymore because I don't think that's relevant. okay. So go back and you're gonna pick like your so as a te- well, as a teenager. I don't want to say yeah as a teenager because I am you know pretty thug life. Pretty old <laughs> and no um, back in the day yeah rap all all I would listen to was rap. So as a kid, I had no, like. You stayed in your lane yeah, with your I rap music. I didn't go off into rock music and then listen to rap. I just I liked rap music. Okay. 
cool. that is not something that I listened to today. It's not. So. It's really not. In fact, there was a song I was singing the other day, and he's like, oh, you got mad rap skills. And I was like, yeah, these are somebody else's lyrics. I'm just singing them. <laughs> I do have good rap skills, though. You do. You so. definitely do. All right. Does um, that answer your question? Kind of. I mean, I think if someone were to ask me what my, like, genre of music is, I would just have to say I'm bipolar. Like, there's no one lane. Like, I am all over the place. I've got meditation. I've got classical. I've got church. I've got gospel. I've got rap. I've got rock. I've got country. I do. I have church music on. Like, gospel. Yeah. I can't see what I'm doing with my eyes. He's rolling his eyes at me like, what the fuck? Church music? Yeah. So, but I do think I'm very bipolar. I like all, I like and I appreciate all types of music. So, but typically, it's, typically you'll find me listening to like, like, like reggae rock. Right. Like if I'm going to pay for a music or I'm going to go to a concert, it's going to be like dirty heads, reggae, well, probably some country mixed in there. That's just because that's but, the, the vibe that you like to write. Yeah, that's but I think that's what this person's saying is that if you, the vibe that someone listens to in their music, you can tell a lot about that person. If they just like screamo music, you can kind of get a feel for who they, that yeah. they are a little bit of I the mean, type of stuff that they. That a haircut. Right. Those guys are going to have some kind of haircut to you. Not necessarily. Yeah, you're probably right. In you fact, there's been some people... I remember being in Hawaii on the first retreat that I went on, and this cute little petite Mormon girl, Rachel... I'll call her out, because then I'll know if she listens to it. Rachel, if you listen to this and hear I talk about you, shoot me a text or a DM. Just be like, stop talking about me. Anyways, we're... Zip lining in Hawaii, and I've got my music going. I'm listening to my like Hawaiian vibe stuff, and she turns on her music, and it's like screamo heavy metal stuff. And it was not, I would never would have pinpointed that, but the more I get to know her and her like real personality and who she is, like with the mask off and stuff, it totally fits. Like she is so fun and so crazy and so hyper, and kind of just like. I don't want to say like heavy metal is like in your face, but she's not afraid to get like. But you wouldn't. Have, I would you wouldn't never in a million years would have been like you have this shit on your playlist ever. Yeah. So, it, I think it does. It can tell a lot about a person by their playlist. So. Okay. Next question. Somebody wants to know what in life do you feel like is holding you back? I would say that confidence in my abilities is something that holds me back. Uh, work or fitness or uh, just anything in life. I think one of the main things that's holding me back in a lot of ways is confidence. Is that something you feel like has held you back your whole life or is recent? like it's getting better getting worse um i think in some aspects of my life it's gotten a lot better um i think in i think it goes up and down it's like one of those roller coasters of life confidence comes in and 
some days I'm super confident at work. Some days I'm super questioning my abilities. Uh, sometimes I'm super confident in the way I'm feeling and physically. And sometimes I'm, you know, no. I have no confidence. So, are you doing, are you doing anything to like heal that across the board to kind of take care of that confidence? Or do you feel like that's something he's giving me the look like, oh, hell, here we go. <laughs> no, no, I'm not giving you that look. I'm just saying, I think, I think there's things I should be doing. Like what? I think. Med- like for you. So honestly, for me, I think meditation uh, in the morning is something that I could do more of to help. Um, not that self-affirmation is something I'm super strong believer of. But I do believe that that morning meditation and, and getting your mind into a place where uh, you you have the power over your confidence and to know that is just a helpful thing. So in the morning, for sure, to have that meditation, uh, to go, go through those, uh, even if it's silly like an affirmation, but just telling yourself that you have this or that you're, that you're confident in who you are in the morning is something that kind of get rid of all like, helps, yeah. all the gunk of why we wouldn't be confident yeah. kind of questioning you know doubting yourself doubting whether you can quit smoking doubting whether you can go through the day without eating junk food doubting whether you can you know make the right decision at work those kinds of things if you start the day off telling yourself that you can and that you will go through the day without that or you will go through the day and make all the right decisions at work or you'll show or teach somebody something at work that they didn't know or you'll teach somebody in the gym a technique that they didn't know as far as working out stuff like that telling yourself that those things are going to happen I think is a better way of starting a day and will help with confidence but you got to do it and that's so it's just kind of having that intention to be confident throughout the day cool um okay next question are you happy? Okay. Anyone who knows my husband knows that he's literally like the happiest person on the face of the planet. Like we were just at dinner with our family and he comes back over the table and he just has this huge smile. And I was like, what? Like, what did you just fart over there? Like, why are you laughing so hard? And he's like, I'm just happy. Like I look around at the people around us and I'm just, I realize how happy I am. So, I mean, are you? Or is that just a show? Are you happy? I'm pretty happy, yeah. I'm, I'm generally a very happy person, so I... What do you think plays into you being happy? Like like you said at dinner tonight, there's people who just aren't happy, and there's people who are happy. Like, why do you think you are a happy person? I think that I find no matter what the situation is, if you choose to be happy or you find a way to, let's say, trick yourself into thinking you're happy, I think that is a better option than to let situations get you down or depressed. And I know, like, even myself, I go through times where I'm not happy for sure. There's, it's not like I'm smiles all day, every day. I definitely have my times, but 
the for the majority of it, I think I find being happy easier. So I try and always maintain that. Do you think that part of that is just because, like, the way you were raised? Like, both your mom and dad are super happy people, optimistic. I mean, your dad kind of, like, gets anxiety in situations. But, like, your mom sees the light in all of it. So do you think that's part of it? I think it's where... I think I, I got a lot of that from them. I think that I also get the... I don't want to seem fake from them like if I'm happy I'm truly happy I'm not gonna be happy at the grocery store or out at dinner and then come home and flip a switch and be unhappy I'm just happy like that that's how I look at it you are who you are in every situation yeah my mom was that way where she was happy at some points and then around people it was like super happy and then as soon as we get home I remember as a kid not Okay, but I would I have been that way with you. Like there have been times we would be out and we would be I would be just happy and I'd be just fine. We'd get in the truck or the car and I'd be like super bitch flipped like so fast. And I remember having a conversation about this and it was just like for the longest time I felt like I they didn't do anything to make me upset. And if you did, then why, you know what I mean? I shouldn't take my upsetness between the two of us. Or between my stress with my kids or whatever and project it onto everybody. Now I just don't care. <laughs> now I'm like, well, but I does mean, that make sense? But also like if you're, I feel like home is a safe space, especially like for kids. And I think, I mean, it should be for everybody, but Briley will come home sometimes and she will just throw all, and Camry, like we have a teenager and when she was going through her early teen years, she would come home and for no reason just like, throw shit like not physically throw shit but like express that she wasn't happy through her tone through her actions through her whatever and it was nothing that we did it was just that we were in a safe space where she could be herself and express how she was really feeling so I think that's part of it for your mama's wasn't that she like was saving it like I hope that my kids don't feel like I'm saving my anger for them no does that make sense what I'm I know there's people out there who are like yeah I get what you're saying but no, I don't feel that you, that my mom was saving her anger. I feel like she was putting on fronts at time just to put on that's that what we, That's face. what we do. That's what we're taught to do is to be happy and be joyful and be cheerful. So right. no, it makes I, sense. That's probably what it was. I, I have no idea why she Do was you feel like that. you have a harder time transitioning to if you are upset? Because you are such a happy For person. Sure. Like, there's this, like, your mom could come home and be upset. I can flip a bitch switch. But, like, do you feel like for you, that's going to be a new saying in our house now, bitch switch. Um, Mom's flipped her switch. But, like, do you feel like it's hard for you when you are feeling frustrated or angry or upset or depressed to transition to those feelings because you enjoy being happy and we almost expect that of you? I feel that it's harder for me to get out of that if I do end up out of happy or out of of anger oh gotcha if I do get angry like I'm not gonna just be able to go to dinner and be happy be fine gotcha you're gonna someone's gonna notice I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have just a shitty attitude and I can't 
You don't know how I, to switch it. I could. It. I just don't. I choose not to. Gotcha. So it. Do you think it's just because it hasn't been taught? Like you haven't learned what works for you in those situations? No, I think I do know how to do it. I just think that I'm so against it inside. Like, um, I'm against making those switches. I would rather everybody just know I'm upset or know I'm happy. And I, I get what you're saying. Like it's not. If we go out to dinner with like your family or my family, it's not their fault. If we I'm had upset. a crappy day, yeah. yeah. So I get where you don't want to take it out on them, but for me, it, it's it's one of those. Things so something I'm, that I've learned with this, because I used to be that way, I was a, I would hide my emotions, I would hide my feelings, I would suppress things, and I think as I've learned over the years to actually like feel depressed and feel anger and feel joy and feel happy that I could move through those a lot quicker so they no longer affect like my months. Like literally I would have months where I was just an asshole and I would have weeks and days where I just was not great because I was angry or I was upset or I was depressed or something was going on in my life and I didn't allow myself to feel those emotions. So like you say that you don't like to feel different ones but by allowing yourself to, it's easier for you to feel them and then go right back to what feels better. Does that make sense? Just something I've learned. And it's hard because we don't want to feel grief. We don't want to feel sad. We don't want to feel lost. We don't want to feel anger. And anger is an emotion that scares me. Yeah. So I don't usually choose to feel that one. I think that's the other hard part with the whole thing is that from an outside looking at my mom, for instance, or just for taking that as a, a situation, I look at it, but I don't truly know, or I guess I've never, I never asked or truly knew what, what was going on. I, I just assumed that she was angry. So when mm. we got home, she was angry or felt like she was angry. But I think that's the thing. As you were talking, I was thinking it, as long as you can move through emotions and it's true to who you are, then even as a as your kid, it I don't feel like it matters as long as it's who you are truthfully, and you're not you know I we used to have a really hard time with the between us when it was like we would us me and you me or and us you and your mom okay you. yeah when I would feel like we were going through situations and bad times through our marriage, and then. I would see you with other people happy. Yeah, that was really hard for and, you. And that kind of... Because I knew that we were having an issue. And I knew that we were in an argument, you know, 10 minutes ago. Then we go over to someone's house and... I'm fine. Carrie's fine, you know. Yeah. Carrie's fine with, you know, everybody. And everything's good. And, and I think I part, I think part of that is because I don't... As much as... I know this is going to sound so weird because here I am on a podcast, like, literally sharing my life. But I think when you're in the middle of the shit, you're in the gutter, you're going through the trenches, sometimes you don't want to share that stuff because you're still working it through. It's still so fresh. As well as, it's nobody else's business. Like, they don't need to know that we're, like, fighting. Does that make sense? Like, I don't feel like people need to know every little detail as things are happening. So, I think, does that make sense? So... Anyways, but yeah, are you happy? <laughs> All that from I'm happy. Yes, I am. <laughs> I am very happy. I'm a happy person. Um, 
It's a good thing, too, because my pendulum swings all over the place like a damn tornado, and he's... Pretty steady. He's very steady. And so when he's not, it's hard. It's we... When his pendulum swings out of happy, it takes a lot for... Like, our family almost doesn't know what to do with it sometimes because we're just so not used to it. So, but, yeah. Um, okay, next question. Do you believe that people can change? Yeah, 100%. Yeah? Yeah. As long as that's what's in their heart and that's what they want, I do believe people can change. I do believe that people... Because to change is just a decision, right? You have to make a decision and you have to continually make those decisions. I don't even know if sometimes you have to make a decision. Sometimes it just happens. I mean, yeah, I there's think definitely... you have to make a decision to change. I don't think that change is just going to happen. Oh, I do. I yeah. think it can just happen. I think that along the lines you're going to run into people, you're going to run into things, you're going to hear something, and it just changes you. You don't have to decide to change you read something, you hear something, you have a conversation with someone, and all of a sudden something in you shifts. I can. And I guess you can so, make an agreement to continue on that. Right. But, so, like, a, if you look at like changing habits or changing, because that's what I look at, like negative habits, positive habits, whatever it might be, changing into more positive habits or bettering yourself. I feel like you have to make change change is like a decision that you have to make and I believe that people can do that I believe that sometimes we tell ourselves we can't but I believe that all people could change if they if they wanted to deep down inside if you wanted to change it's just a matter of how bad you really want to change cool uh, next question Get after it. what are you chasing in life I think for me, I'm chasing, a lot of times I'm chasing success. Success in? Just success, to be successful. I think that's one of my things I've chased. I've traveled for years and years and years working to chase money and to chase that financial freedom had it for a little while (laughs) (laughs) still chasing it then covid Um, whatever i think i'm chasing excuse me i think i'm chasing that i think i'm chasing hell i feel like i'm chasing you around most of the time i'm pretty quick so i'm glad you still like the view from back there (laughs) not, (laughs) not necessarily physically chasing i feel like i'm chasing the mentality that you're gaining and I feel like I'm chasing the the changing in perspective that you have the the things that you've learned and things that you've went through and women that you've met and the books that you've read things that have changed your outlook on life and perspective on life I think I find myself playing catch up to all that I know we went to a dinner with with a bunch of friends and and it was brought up that men catch on easier mm. or men take these lessons and 
they hear it once, they plug in, and they apply it, and they're done. Yeah. I feel it's a lot of that's true. It's just I do feel like I'm chasing that. So if you're on a path or on a you know on your own path, I choose to be with you. So I choose to follow that path that you're taking. But I feel like I am chasing, and I probably do that on my own for some reason deep inside that I don't want to lead you down that path that I would rather follow you down that path so, so I can mess it up first and you can, can blame, blame it on me you at the end, I think, yeah. <laughs> but no I, I think that I am ch- that's one thing I feel like I'm chasing in, in life is I feel like I'm chasing that spiritual catch-up or that um, that enlightenment like on the same page yeah, type of stuff be on yeah. that same page just to which I appreciate because a lot of women that I run into and a lot of people that I um, work with at these retreats and connect with, they don't have that. They don't have someone who's willing to say, oh, I see this path you're going on and I appreciate you for it. And at some point I want to join you or not join you. They just don't. They just tap out. They get scared. They freak out. So I appreciate that, like, I don't know, I don't know that I necessarily feel like you're chasing me in it. I feel like you're just observing me in it. And then you get curious enough that you decide to jump in. Does that make sense? Right, but if, to me it feels like a, a chase. Like I'm chasing that experience, or I'm chasing that, that, that change Do you feel myself. like it's like a finish line or something? Or Not a finish line necessarily, but a... I see the change in you and I see the good that it's done for your your outlook on life and how it's changed you for the positive and I always think I feel like I strive towards those things and so seeing you I feel like I'm I feel like that's where I chase like oh she did this and she went to this retreat learn this about herself or learn this about the energy working that she's been achieving and then I'm like oh, look how good it's been for your life. So I'm following behind, so I feel like I'm chasing. How do I feel that? How do I get that enlightenment? How do okay. I learn this? How do I do that? So, I feel Which like is hard because as a not. wife, I don't want to sit here and like tell you what to do. As much as men and women have that dynamic of like, you kind of tell your spouse this is how it is, or this is what we're going to do, or here's where we're going to dinner, or blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to like throw the books at you, and I don't want to like force the meditation on you and force these things on you because then like some of it can freak you out. Like you pick up a book like the untethered soul versus like four agreements. And those are two books that are very enlightening and very spiritual and very connecting to your higher self, but they're on complete different levels. You fold throw. Does that make sense? No, it does. I, but I feel like what you're saying is not me chasing. I feel like that's being told or pulled along with a leash. And I don't feel like I'm being pulled along with the leash as much as I feel like I'm chasing down that, the growth. So I feel like you're going up the mountain and I'm chasing up the mountain after you almost. Not so much being dragged up with a collar from behind. I see. The way that you said it just barely makes me feel like I'm being dragged to do this. Yeah, I don't. I'm being dragged to read But I think that's how much, how, I think that's how... I mean, it's a fear state from a wife's perspective and a man's perspective, as a husband's perspective, or a couple's even. Like, I'm up this mountain, and I see how everything feels better. I'm not in the gunk. I'm not in the shit. I'm able to move through things, and I want you to feel that. So, 
a lot of women do, and I have done it before. Hey, read this book. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do this. Trying to get you to come with me. And I've realized I've had to just surrender your choices to you and trust that I love you. And I'm going to keep going on my spiritual path, regardless of what it does for us. So I appreciate that you're chasing me. I'm glad. And I think, I think you say it right. I think a lot of times, and this will go for the women who, mainly for the women that do these retreats and for the women that do get, uh, for lack of a better word, balls deep into this stuff, uh, you gotta remember. We don't have balls, so yeah, that uh, is lack of a better word. Yeah, it's lack of a better word. I don't know how else to put it. But you go all in, right? Yeah. Feet, feet first and you jump head in and... And of course, if you're married or you have somebody in your life that you love, all you want to do is jump back into real life and into your life and to share those messages as a to, to just, you just want to let everybody around you know uh, what you're, what you've found or what you're going through. And I think that a lot of times that's where men especially uh, get scared off or get uh, turned away from it because they don't it it just becomes too much I think for a lot of guys what advice do you have for men in that situation where their wives or their spouse or their partner or their whatever is moving up this mountain and you're not I would say and I this might affect this might make you feel weird too but I would honestly tell the guy to take everything that they say with a grain of salt. Don't pay too much attention to what they're saying. Don't Just read too much into don't, it. Yeah, don't, I would say don't even pay too much attention to it. Be there, be, be responsive, be in the moment with them when they're explaining these things. But let that all go and then watch the change. Mm. Let, let the conversation, because when... I try, in my world, it's like you go to a seminar, or if you're in business or a guy who's in construction, and you go to a seminar to learn how to do this new thing, and you spend a week emerged in this new thing, and you, you come out of it, and that's all your focus is on, mm-hmm. right? It is going to make you a better worker, and it is going to give you all these skills and, and teach you things that's going to make you better in that occupation, but that first week out of school is going to be it, it it's just overwhelming once you get into back into work uh, especially so for anyone who doesn't know i work in the oil field so it's how it was every time i went to school you go to school it's so you're so emerged in all these learning techniques and numbers and math and all this you take it out and you think it's going to go right into work it like right into principle but it doesn't but overall it makes you a better so First what itself. I'm what I'm feeling from this and the interpretation I'm getting out of this is that after these women's retreats or listening to these podcasts or listening to these books or something that is so big and has so much information packed in it, um, for those of you who've never done a retreat or like a long weekend, it's literally like five to seven years worth of therapy in three days. You come out of it and you've got learned so much, you feel different, you want to put all these things into play and you're so excited about all of it. You're excited about what you've learned at school. You've excited and you want to share it all. So you come out and you share it all. But what I think Brian is saying is that listen to them, be present with what they're saying, but don't think that your whole world's going to get flipped upside down. Give it a couple weeks. See what sticks. 
see what changes for them for reals because you're not gonna be able to take 200 things that you learned and 200 traumas that you just broke and change overnight exactly it's gonna take time and i think that's why it's important to go back and to go to groups and to go and have conscious conversations and take care of yourself is because you continue to take those lessons that you've learned and implement them when you're ready that it's not like this here's all these thousands of things that I learned and we're going to change and I'm going to start doing and you got to be on board. Right. So, But it's giving it the time to see what actually changes are made long term. Right. And so what I, what I was going to say is that you're not so much talking to the guy whose wife has been to three retreats because by that time he knows and he's gotten through Unless that. Unless he doesn't. I just... I don't see that working. I think that they've got, and maybe in their own way, have worked through it to where he knows, okay, when she comes home, there's going to be a lot that she's got going on. But the last two that she went on, look at how much better she is. Look at where, the way she is with our kid. How can you speak? Can you herself. speak a minute to someone in the space of fear, like? Have you ever been in that space of fear of I'm coming home, all this changed that I'm going to leave or that we're no longer going to fit because I'm so far up the mountain? Does that make sense? Like, how do you deal or how do you feel like someone in that fear space? What would you give their advice, like encouragement advice to someone who's like afraid of the things that their partner's learning? I don't think I've ever been afraid, but if I... If I had to say anything, it would be that the no matter who's going to these retreats, whether it's a man or a woman, and whoever's in fear of that, I think just remember that by them bettering themselves, it can only better your relationship because we're both, you know, it takes two people to be in a relationship one person betters himself, it's not to ruin the relationship. Could that happen? It could definitely happen. You could definitely, you know, find that you don't grow together and you grow apart, and that could happen. And that, I mean, that's where in lies the fear for men, I think, and not men, but just whoever's in that fear state of somebody else getting better, and I think that's the fear is that they'll be left alone or left because of it. I would just say that if you didn't want that to happen, and what I felt is that it's just better to watch the change, and because I've seen the change in you, and it's been such a positive change, and I don't know, there might be women who don't have a positive change from from finding their inner selves or healing traumas, but I can't see that happening. Well, and I, okay, so just to speak to that for a second, if there's a lot of women that have gone to these retreats who they come home more empowered in themselves. And that intimidates men. That, oh, like especially controlling men. Like I'm very th- very lucky and very grateful that I don't have someone who tries to control me because it wouldn't work. Because um, I'm controlling. So I guess that's why maybe, I don't know. But there's a lot of men who these women come back into their lives and they're not these broken little girls anymore. They're these empowered goddesses who are owning their lives and their passion and their sexuality and their self-worth. And they're standing up for themselves for the first time. 
So a lot of these women will go home changed for the better for them because they love themselves. And they are in these relationships where these men aren't caring for them and aren't accepting of who they really are and are because they are insecure themselves. Does that make sense? Right. I was just, that's what I was thinking while you were saying it. It's like there's, there's things. And that is a piece that I am trying to really help these women that go home to these situations understand is that this isn't yours. This is theirs. And it's healing that if you want to stay together, has to be done for both of you. And it's going to take time. It's not just going to happen. Just make sure that you tell the women that they shouldn't go home and tell the husband that he needs to do a yeah. retreat. Don't go, don't go tell your husband what he has to go yeah, do. Yeah, because he's, the, the, he's the bad guy or that won't work. I think, I think explaining your experience. And then for the guy, it, to me, it's honestly... You will notice the change in, in your wife, if, especially if you love her and you care. You'll, those types of things, like the things that you've changed, for instance, for not to be super personal, but the way that you mother our children has changed. The way that you care for me has changed. The way that our relationship has blossomed because of the changes that you've made. And yes, I'm willing and... and chasing you down that path right so i think that helps uh if i was resistant i don't think it would work out so well i don't think it would be as helpful but just to see the changes in you and to see the positivity that has come from it and and to know that that all comes from doing work on yourself and from healing traumas from your past that may not have anything to do with me or our relationship some of them i'm sure there is that we've definitely caused trauma in, in our lives so uh, to heal some of that has definitely helped but I think for the guy just notice the change just listen be present but notice the changes over the weeks over the months because they're definitely going to be there and they're definitely going to make you see like oh this was a good thing for my wife this was a good thing for our relationship this was a good thing for our kids and look at what yeah. I mean, I, I just try and picture because, like, I've been married before, so I th I'm thinking about my first husband. That would not would have it would not have worked for him to think of it that way, because he's very selfish. He's very what's in it for me. He's very whatever. So to speak to men like that and to women who are married to someone like that, like just remind them, like I'm doing this to show up better for you. Yeah. I am doing this to show up better for me, so that I can show up better for the, you, so that we can be better. This isn't so I can leave you. This isn't so I can whatever. And not that you have to or you should have to, like, reassure people of that. But the reality is, is that a lot of couples do. Well, and I think that, I think if you're married to somebody, you know what works for them. You know how to, you know, manage each other. Obviously, you've been married for however long. You manage me? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> I'll let you do whatever the hell you want. And I just tag along in the back. And yes, works, see? yes, yes, yes. No, does. I'm just saying you know how to, to talk to one another. You can make that work. You just have to remember uh, how to do it so that it doesn't come off in a way that's going to be bad. So. I agree. I feel like we could go on for that forever. Um, There's a lot. We go there is. A lot I think that that is a whole another podcast I would love to grab a couple couples and sit with and have some conversation and 
yeah, move some things through because it that's a big one. Like couples, yeah. people changing and the things that you're chasing and what you're going through. Um, there's a lot there for both sides. Um, but yeah, I have a couple more questions I want to ask you, but I think we're going to have to wrap it up this week and move it on to another week. Maybe we'll just do a part one and a part two because I can hear our kids screaming in the background and I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to hold them off to coming in here. So um, I challenge my listeners, those of you who do take these challenges afterwards, to take some of these questions and ask your spouse um, and answer them for yourself. If you don't have a spouse or a partner or someone who will listen to you, um, journal about if you're happy. Journal about what's holding you back. Um, hell, you can DM me. That's what this is for is I want to connect with people and know if you're happy. I want to know what you're chasing in life and what type of music you listen to. Um, I am always looking for new music and ways to connect your music. So that's a huge one. Send me your playlists. I would love to hear them. Um, but yeah, hopefully you have a good week and I am excited for next week. Hopefully I can sit with Brian again um, and finish these other questions. He's shaking his head no. <laughs> well, I'm going to be out of town. So. Well, we'll see about that. We can figure out a way to long distance this because I need to. I've got a lot of people who long distance would like to do it. So, yeah, hope you guys have a good week and carry on. Keep calm and lose your shit. Hey, this is Carrie. And this is Brian. Seriously, how are you really going to fucking talk into this? Just like. Brian, for honestly, we're just testing it out. Mm. No, <laughs> I'm not deleting this. You are not deleting that yet. That's going to be the new intro to this. Oh my hell! Carrie's just podcast. Brian, I just want to test. Oh my hell! I'm a moron. Ah, oh, why did I think this was a good idea? Because I'm 